0: This is Wednesday Night Bible Study with Reverend Mac Perry. Tonight, the message is, This is Amazing Grace. We'll also start with Jody Grace Woodard singing, This is Amazing Grace.
1: Who breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder And leaves us breathless in all in wonder The King of glory, the King above all kings This is amazing grace This is unfailing love Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of glory Who rules the nations with truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance The King of glory, the King above all kings Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy, worthy, worthy This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That You would take my place Bear Macro you lay down your life that I would be set free Oh Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me all that you've done for
2: I guess all the grandpas and grandmas out there understand when I say I'm a proud grandpa. I think you know exactly what I'm saying, and I thank God tonight. Let's uh, look in our Bibles, and uh, we'll be reading, uh, finishing up chapter 11. Uh, we'll start with I want to start with 1st 51. Even though I ended with it last week, it's a good way to continue and. Uh, to the message tonight that's on my heart that I want to present to you in our Bible study. So uh, let's start with verse 51. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not for the nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God, that were scattered abroad. And in verse 53, Then forth that day, forth they took counsel together, for to put him to death. And in 54, Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but went thence unto a country near in the wilderness, into a city called Ephraim, and there continued with his disciples. I want to talk about that a few minutes tonight also. And in verse 55, And the Jews' Jews Passover was nigh, or near, at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify or cleanse themselves. And in 56, Then sought they for Jesus, and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple, What, think ye, that ye will not come to the feast, that he will not come to the feast and in 57 now that both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a commandment that if any man knew where he were, he should shew it, that they might take him. Thank you, dear God, bless your word tonight let's do as I normally do let 's uh review um, it's been a couple weeks now since our last Bible study due to the Thanksgiving holidays, so I want to kind of bring us back up to speed. Uh, and uh, as I started last uh, Bible study, uh, I come up with some biblical uh, kind of facts that I want to share with you to get us uh, thinking about where we're at in Jesus' walk here on earth. Remember uh, what just happened. We just went through the resurrection of Lazarus. So Jesus had performed the greatest miracle that ever had been performed on this earth. And it stirred up a lot of things uh, in the area community. There was a lot that believed, some that didn't. And the high priests and and the Pharisees and priests were getting upset because here Jesus was performing great and wonderful miracles. And they began to get concerned. They began to worry. So let's review what uh, we studied last time about some of the interesting facts. Uh, After the resurrection... Uh, we end in chapter 11. And please notice that uh, John wrote 11 chapters on uh, most of Jesus' life, as I mentioned. 32 years, 10 months, and some days. We're now uh, entering into the last week, maybe 8 days, of his life, of Jesus' life here on earth. And it took 11 chapters to tell us about his uh first almost 33 years and here we are in john and he's he's we got uh 10 more chapters i believe it is we got through 21 he wrote 21 chapters we got 10 additional chapters and john concentrates on the death and resurrection of jesus christ when you ask the question why did he do that why did he spend almost half his writings on the last few days i think it's obvious uh John was telling us how important it is most important for us to understand that Jesus Christ, our Savior, died for us. He loved us, the greatest love, the amazing love that He gave us. So also, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John kind of did something similar. About a third of what they wrote was the first, uh, you know, 32 and a half years or so. And then again, they spent most of Uh, uh, about uh, two-thirds, on um, a third or more on uh, his last um, eight days. Why? Again, they were doing the same thing, emphasizing the importance of his death and resurrection. Uh, When we get to the first verse last week, 45, it tells us that many of the Jews had witnessed the miracle of the resurrection of Lazarus. And I told you that there was more miracles that during that uh, few days to four days it took Jesus to get there than just the resurrection of Lazarus I told you that Mary and Martha I mentioned uh that it just was placed on my heart how they were lifted up to a new level of understanding once they met Jesus face to face and he got to talk to them about what he was about to do and that his their brother would be okay. And I think their faith, you know, and and Mary was in deep pain and sorrow up until that point. But Jesus, through the witness of Martha, helped raise her up to another level. And then obviously, all the witnesses that uh, were there, Jesus blessed them and lifted them up out of sin by, you know, saving and touching and loving them. So I believe there's a lot of resurrection going on uh, during those four days in the day that uh, uh, Lazarus was resurrected and in verse 46 some of them went their ways as the Bible told us um, their ways meaning to me in my heart that they were back thinking in the flesh they didn't believe they were still believing in themselves and the things around them and they, uh, you know, they, they thought about what uh, Jesus had done they had seen it they, they, they saw one of the greatest miracles in the world but yet they, they happened up until that time, but yet they still did not believe and the first thing they felt like they could do as this old human flesh does, is run and tell somebody. So they did the next thing they did was run and tell uh, the, the religious leaders that what Jesus had just done. Jesus knowing all along, we need to remind ourselves as I remind myself. Uh, Jesus absolutely had a plan. He knew what was going to happen. He was executing on his Father's will in everything he did. He knew what was about to happen. So, John is letting us know even today that there's going to be people that's not going to believe and run out. I, I mentioned the word gossiping. They went and started telling things uh, about what was going on, and God tells us not to do that unless it's lifting up someone or building someone up. Even though they saw the goodness and the blessings and witnessed the miracles, they still did not believe. And then in verse 47, uh, they continued to... Uh, to uh, well, the chief priests and the uh, Sadducees and Pharisees uh, called a meeting together to uh, discuss, what are we going to do about this? The religious leaders simply just couldn't ignore what Jesus had just done. Although He had done a lot of miracles up to that time, he, they just couldn't ignore this one. In fact... It, it put a uh, a, uh, a sense of concern in their hearts because they were concerned. In fact, it was fear—the fear that they may. Lose their positions and lose their prestige and lose what they have because this man is now. And they were worried about all the joining. And they didn't, you know. And I told you that all along there was a division between the Sadducees and the Pharisees because of different beliefs, not only religious beliefs, but also political beliefs. But yet they come together to start planning and doing what they can to get rid of Jesus. So uh, they joined together. In their hatred, and then verse forty-eight tells us that uh, that uh, uh, all men will start believing in them if we left this alone, and the Romans shall come and take away our place, as I mentioned. And they feared, and they didn't want to lose their power. So when we go to uh, forty-nine and uh, fifty-one, Calvis, which is the high priest at that time, and he was a Sadducees, and he was the one that he didn't believe in miracles at all. So, you know, he was saying uh, in there, in, in this verse to us that, you know, don't, don't be deceived that this ain't true. And, you know, as I closed last week, um, uh, Jesus, before his death, had made a, uh, uh, a famous prophecy only uh, known, uh, well, known to the Jewish nation and known to us today because it's written in the Bible. But it was about the death of the uh, nation of Israel and the destruction of the beloved temple. And uh, I, I did want to uh, mention that because it's important for us going forward and what's going to happen in the future. And, uh, but what happened, at, and it tells us in Luke and John, that around 70, 72 A.D., as we close those scriptures, the Romans did invade Israel, and they not only destroyed the city, but they destroyed the temple Brick by brick, just as Jesus had prophesied and told him that was going to happen. No one else foresaw what was going to happen. No one else knew that this was going to happen. But Jesus did, and the only way Jesus did, because again, it confirmed He was the Son of God. So starting in our lesson tonight, I close, yeah, let's, let's start here. First of all, the ending of chapter 11 marks a very important division in the Scriptures of what John is writing us. In fact, many Bible scholars say that the ending of chapter 11 is known as, in other words, 1 through 11 is the book of signs and wonders, the book of miracles through those first 11, when Jesus walked on this earth. As I mentioned in the Bible study, though, we're entering the last week, which now covers the last ten chapters. And it, it may end Jesus' life uh, here on this earth, but it is the re- beginning of eternal life as we're going to be learning more and more about. So let's start in verse 51 and 52. Just to, And I will, this is some of the things I said last a me- a message, but it's very important that we understand what's going on to really capture what's about to happen and understand how God was in control of everything. Calipus did not realize his prediction or his prophecy would be helping fulfill what John the Baptist had already told us in John 1 and 29, announcing that Jesus was going to come and He would be the Lamb of God and He would take away the sins of this world. I believe the Holy Spirit is what planted in uh, Calipas' heart. Even though he was a sinful person and, and uh, he didn't know who Jesus was, I believe the Holy Spirit used him to em- emphasize the prophecy of who Jesus was. And uh, he, what, some of the wording he used was um, that uh, uh, that it is better for man, one man to die than all of us to perish is what his prediction was. Calipas being the high priest, everybody listened to him as a leader. He was not only in charge of the all the other priests, but he was in charge of the temple. He had already been scheming before this time. He was already plotting, trying to figure out a way to go to Pilate and crucify Jesus, Pilate being the ruler of that time of the empire. And when he said that, you know nothing, he was basically dismissing everything as false, not true, and saying it wasn't correct. And every, you know, because he was a Sadducee. He didn't believe in miracles. And so we move into 53, verse 53. And from that day forward, it tells us in that verse that they took counsel being the uh, high priest and all the the religious leaders to to figure out what they're going to do with Jesus. Well, I believe that the high priest did everything he could to fight Jesus and everything he could do to uh, try to tear him and destroy him. And uh, it was all because he wanted to hold on to his power, his position of power. He was afraid he was going to learn that, uh, lose that. You know, fear, as fear today, I think fear has gotten into hearts and minds of many men and women today, especially with this COVID-19. And I understand it, but it's a fear that God does does not want us to have. He wants us to use Him as our... comforter. He can help us get past that fear. And you you and and the fear is what drives a lot of people away from God. Fear drives people toward the things of this world. Fear uh, in the hearts and minds of men makes us do things that we normally wouldn't do. Fear is not good. Fear is what was in the hearts and minds of these people one, uh, uh, fearing that they were going to lose their position of power and what Jesus could do to help uh, help do that. So they were very concerned. They wanted to destroy Him. They wanted to kill Him, crucify Him. And in verse 54, Therefore Jesus no longer moved about publicly. He withdrew to the place of Ephraim. And then I want to emphasize with His disciples. Here's where really the message that I have on my heart for you. First of all, I want, to, I want you to please everyone understand something. Jesus going to Ephraim and not, no longer moving around was not an attempt to hide because He was in fear. It was not that at all. It was about His determination, His uh, uh, determination and will to do His Father's will. He controlled the timeline of His life. He was to carry out... What his father's plan was. He was the one, so he did the right thing. Sometimes we have to make decisions to do the right thing so that we can do the will of God. And it's better sometimes for us to be patient and wait and, and do what we need to be doing to be uh, in the will of God. And that's what he was doing. He was determined. Jesus was going, um, not, he was not going to allow anyone or anything on this earth to control the timing of His death. It was going to be His hour, hallelujah, His moment. It was His death, His sacrifice, and He was going to do it during the Passover, which is coming up in the next few days as we've been reading. Notice in verse 54. At the end, the last few words about spending time with disciples. This touched my heart. I believe that Jesus, part of His intention and uh, what he was doing there is spending some quiet time uh, and to concentrate on teaching and preparing his disciples. I believe that. It stressed in my heart the importance how we are in the last days. And he was in his last days on uh, this earth preparing teaching and helping people to understand. And he was mainly knowing that his, his disciples was going to be the main ones to carry out the message after he left. And he was spending some quali- quality time with, him, with them these few days, teaching. And it's the same thing as us Christians today. We need to be spending quality... Folks, we're in the last days. We're in the last, maybe in the last hours and even in the last minutes. We are to be teaching every moment, blessing God with our love for Him and our love for each other. Preparing people. It is about sharing the gospel, spreading the gospel, teaching the gospel. And that's what I believe why John wrote with his disciples at the end of that verse. When you look at verse 55, when it was almost time, which basically a few days before the feast feast or the Jewish Passover, many... Folks would go for cleansing before the Passover. Well, the Passover feast, a little bit about it, it's a Jewish holiday celebrating the Israelites' liberation or getting their freedom from the slavery of, of Egypt. And remember after that, they crossed the Red Sea, departing in the Red Seas, and was led by Moses, and also they wandered in, in the wilderness for 40 years because of their uh disobedience to God. But this is a major holiday. In fact, it's one of three, I understand, that is ordained by the Bible, by, biblically, that were the type of pilgrimages that the uh, Jewish people went on. Many Jews would go early, a day or two early, to go through a ceremony uh, at the temple that would be a cleansing or removing of their sin, a place for them to be cleansed of their sin or forgiven of their sin. And many would do that before... The, the uh Passover uh, would would uh, uh, festival would start, and then in fifty six, they kept looking for Jesus, and some of them stated to each other, "Wonder if Jesus is coming." Well, the, qu- the crowd's question is, "He coming?" As we know, absolutely not only was he coming back then to that uh, Jewish. Uh, 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 festival, but He also is coming again today. It reminded me of how we should be looking for Him, not questioning where He's coming or if He's coming. We should know in our hearts as Christians, He is coming. He's coming back to take His church, coming back to take His bride, and we need to be ready. We need to be prepared. But they were questioned if He would be there. Jesus fully intended to be there. He even fully intended to go back to Jerusalem, but he was knowing exactly, exactly what was ahead. He knew that the chief priests and the elders had been uh, assembling and meeting and scheming and planning to arrest him, but they did not understand at all what they were doing was carrying out what God had already said was going to happen. What Jesus knew was the will of his Father. And he was in complete control of His own death and resurrection. Knowing His death would be the great sacrifice for the world and because He loved us. What amazing grace. What amazing love that He had for us. John 15 and 13 tells us, there's no greater love, there's no greater way to love than to give your life for a friend. There's nothing... Nothing you can give anybody than a greater than love. And that tells us, we'll never understand, I don't believe, how much Jesus truly loved us. And what more can you give than yourself in life to love, show your love? Verse 57 just quickly tells us that the priests and the Pharisees had made a law as we end this uh, chapter 11 um, I've got more things on my heart that I want to share with you tonight. Uh, just some uh, thoughts. Uh, but as we end, priests and Pharisees made a law that if anyone uh, saw Jesus, they are to immediately tell them do there would be consequences. So people were, again, uh, the Pharisees, the leaders and the priests were putting fear in the hearts of man. That is not a true Christian. That is not a true leader to me. Leaders should not be put in fear. God's people should be putting love in the hearts and minds of everyone. Again, the religious leaders were re- determined by passing this law that they were going to capture Jesus. <laughs> and I still, I think about, as I conclude chapter 11, and I'm praying and meditating on, you know, I, 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 as they, they always say, putting the shoe on the other foot, or... Uh, wearing someone else's shoes, or trying to look at both sides of the story. Basically, what I'm saying is, when I really start in my heart thinking about the human side of Jesus, and thinking about the last few week uh, week the fat last week of his life, knowing that he was going to give his, give his life, many things touched my heart about that. Knowing the great sacrifice and the great uh, pain and the great things that He would be getting, uh, going through by being nailed to a cross and beaten and a crown of thorns and all the things He went through for, because He loved us. What a great sacrifice. What a great love that He had for us. I cannot think of anything any more important tonight than giving a heart to Jesus. I, thought of, I think about right now, right now, this moment, Accepting His great love and accepting who He really is is the greatest decision we'll ever make on this earth. There's a lot of things that we have to make decisions on, a lot of things that we're faced with every day. The people I'm telling you out there, something I'm learning and it's a blessing is that during the week, hundreds of people, hundreds of people uh, listen to this Bible study on Wednesday night. And I thank God for that. And what I want to say to you tonight is several things that touch my heart as I'm rounding uh, or finishing up chapter 11 and thinking about the future and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. First, I'd like to say to all you Christians out there that every day that we're here on this earth is hallelujah, precious, precious, a precious time, a precious opportunity to commit ourselves to Him, commit ourselves to His work, commit ourselves to praising Him, thanking Him, reading His Word, studying His Word, and looking to Him to guide us and lead us Every day is a special moment. Every moment, every moment is important for us to reach someone. As Christian, Jesus wants and desires our, His light to shine through us on this earth, touching someone, blessing someone, reaching someone, our walk. Our talk, our actions will bless others if we will allow Jesus to be in our heart. He wants us lifting others up. That's what his great love was about. Hallelujah. And seeing others come to him. Christians, his great love for us is what he wants us to try to share with others. And all the people of this world, the people of this world need love. That's what's missing in the world we live in today, in our community, in in the, in the work areas. Everything, when you look at it, true love, caring for each other, blessing each other is what is missing. We need to be leading people to Christ, Christians. That is what we should be doing. It's precious moments. Every minute is precious. Every day that we live here on this earth and be looking forward Soon, very soon, Jesus is coming to take us home. And I want Him to be able to say about not only me, but my family and everybody I know, thank you, well done, you faithful service. We need to be faithful. We need to be doing things for Him. The second thing I want to say to you that touched my heart tonight, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, right this moment, right at this time. he You know, we go through a lot. We go through a lot of pain, a lot of down, a lot of depression in our life, a lot of things that try to drag us down. But Jesus, with open arms, is waiting there right this moment. He truly loves you. He really can lift you out of that depression. He will change your life. All you have to do is accept Him. You have to forsake all the things of this world. Forsake those things in your personal life that keep you from accepting Him. You need to focus your time, your energy on Him, your thoughts on Him. Accept Him. Confess to Him your sins, Accept Him and ask Him to forgive you. Will you do that tonight, Christians and sinners? Will you do what I've mentioned to you tonight? Will you turn from your ways to God's ways? The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised His Son from the dead for your sins, He will save you. This is amazing grace. Hallelujah. This is amazing love that He has for all of us. Christians, we have much to do. Sinners, God wants your heart. He wants you to love Him and pursue Him and live for Him. He will guide you. He, your whole life will change once you accept, hallelujah, Jesus Christ as your Savior. You will change if you accept Him tonight, and God will bless you. Jesus is the answer to all the things that we're going through, all the trials, all the pain, all of our uh, suffering. Everything changes when God enters your life. Step into His world and let Him step into yours. That we need to open our hearts to Him and our minds, and He let Him take over our lives. The deeper, Christians, the deeper experience, the deeper love, the deeper we get into His Word, the deeper we get into uh, prayer, the more time we spend in seeking Him, the more of an intimate relationship we will have, and we will be able to carry forth, go forth, and carry his message and lift this world up and lift the sinners up and touch people and bless people in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I look at all the prophecies. I look at all the promises of God in the Word of God. And hallelujah, tonight I stand before you as a witness in my own life. But God will not let you down. God has fulfilled every promise. He has fulfilled every prophecy in His Word. In your life, there's nothing being uh, fulfilled that people promise you. There's nothing people are doing for you that will last. Only the Word of God, hallelujah, accepting Him into your life. Hallelujah. I feel tonight, I just feel a special touch on my heart that tonight... Let's pray together in a closing prayer. Sinners, let's pray together that we accept Him more every day in our life. We ask Him to forgive us for our sins and receive Him tonight. Christians, let's receive Him tonight more into our hearts than we've ever received Him before. He wants to love us uh, in our hearts. He wants to touch us and bless us. Would you pray with me? as we close tonight this Bible study. Heavenly Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise your wonderful name, dear Jesus, hallelujah, praise your wonderful name, Lord, be with us, Lord, be with me, Lord, open up my heart and mind to receive more of your love, more of your grace, Lord. Lord, I want to see Christians saved, uh, people saved, Lord. I want to see Christians lifted up in sanctification and also in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I know you want to fill us full of your spirit tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. If you're a sinner tonight, ask God. Say, God, please forgive me, Lord. I believe in your son's death and resurrection, Lord. I believe that your amazing grace was that you loved us, dear Father, and that you will touch me tonight Dear Father, all I need to do, dear Father, is say, Please forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, I accept thee into my heart tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I know, Lord, it's just that simple. That's how much you love us tonight, Lord. But then the journey begins, dear Father. Hallelujah. The journey begins. Every day is a journey and a walk with you, dear Father. Lord, if you're the ones that accept you tonight, Lord, in their heart, Lord, help them to study your word, Lord. To learn that prayer is the answer to all things, Lord. Lord, touch hearts tonight. Bless hearts tonight. Lord, I believe with all that's in me, Lord, that you've given and blessed me with, that you love us all, Lord. There is no separation or difference in uh, uh Difference in categories of people. All people matter, dear Father. You love everyone, dear Father. And Lord, tonight, I know you're sitting right now with open arms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, dear Father. You're waiting with open arms. Hallelujah, with open arms, dear Jesus. Wanting and desiring the people to open up their hearts to you dear Jesus hallelujah hallelujah dear Jesus praise your wonderful name praise your wonderful name lord there's people out there right now lord that's in pain that's going through trials that's going through things in their lord lord you know in their lives touch them lord touch their families dear lord touch the children hallelujah touch the children bless them dear father hallelujah be with us lord every day dear jesus we need you lord we need you lord be with us lord help people to understand lord help us as christians to walk and shine hallelujah your love dear father that you want to touch lord We want to see your churches fill back up tonight, dear Father. We want to see your pulpit full of godly men and women teaching your word, blessing your word, lifting your word, Lord, and preaching your word, Lord, with inspiration and love as you meant it, dear Father. The pulpit is not a place to be sending out things of this world and talking about things of this world, and talking about anything, hallelujah, but the word of your word, dear Father, the word of your Bible, touch it, dear Father, touch us all, Lord, bless us all, hallelujah, praise your wonderful name tonight, praise your wonderful name tonight, Lord, and all the people, all the people, Lord, that listen to this Bible study, Lord, give them a special touch, Lord, Let them share your word, Lord, and share that we have a Bible study, dear Father, that comes from your word, Lord. Bless them tonight, Lord. Bless them tonight. Bless me, Lord, to carry out your word, to do your work. Lord, in everything, hallelujah, praise your wonderful name. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your Son. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah thank you for your love dear father thank you dear father in your sweet name tonight dear Jesus Lord as we close Lord Lord let it be the end of your uh, the thoughts in people's minds Lord Put it in the minds, plant the seed of your love in their minds that tonight when they go to bed, they think about you, dear Lord. That when we get up tomorrow morning, we think about you, dear Father. Lord, plant the seed, dear Father, of your love. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, dear Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being a part of our Bible study. Be with us again next week. Bless someone this week. Speak to someone. Call someone. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that God loves them. Share the word. Good night and have a great week in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Hornets Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pine levelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand, and you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Hornets Church, as well as check out other information. That's going on here. Also, Facebook users search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider. Or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.